Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Shaw and Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Once again, welcome back to Golden Gems. Today we are going to take another little side trip from famous artists in the 50s and 60s to look at another one of the great Broadway productions. This week we look at the story of West Side Story. West Side Story is a musical conceived by Jerome Robbins with music by Leonard Bernstein and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim and a book of Arthur Lawrence. Inspired by William Shakespeare's play Romeo and Juliet, the story is set in the mid-1950s in the Upper West Side of Manhattan in New York City, then a multiracial blue-collar neighborhood. The musical explores the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. The Sharks, who are recent migrants from Puerto Rico, and the Jets, who are white, via for dominance in the neighborhood, and the police try to keep order. The young protagonist, Tony, a former member of the Jets and best friend of the gang's leader, Riff, falls in love with Maria, the sister of Bernardo, the leader of the Sharks. The dark theme, sophisticated music, extended dance scenes, tragic love story, and focus on social problems marked a turning point in musical theater. The original 1957 Broadway production, directed and choreographed by Robbins, marked Sondheim's Broadway debut. It ran for 732 performances before going on tour. The production was nominated for six Tony Awards, including Best Musical in 1958, winning two. The show had an even longer-running West Side production, a number of revivals, and international productions. That film was also nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture, along with six additional nominations, winning one Oscar. Throughout the rehearsal period, the New York newspapers were filled with articles about gang warfare, keeping the show's plot timely. Robbins kept the cast members playing the Sharks and the Jets separate in order to discourage them from socializing with each other and reminded everyone of the reality of gang violence by posting news stories on the bulletin board backstage. Robbins wanted a gritty realism from his sneaker and jeans-clad cast. He gave the ensemble more freedom than Broadway dancers had previously been given to interpret their roles, and the dancers were thrilled to be treated like actors instead of just choreographed bodies. Following is a brief synopsis of the play. In Act One, two rival teenage gangs, the Jets, white Americans, and the Sharks, Puerto Ricans, struggle for control of their neighborhood on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. 
Police officers Krupke and Lieutenant Schrank warn them to stop fighting on their beat. The police chase the sharks off, and then the Jets plan how they can assure their continued dominance of the street. The Jets' leader, Riff, suggests setting up a rumble with the sharks. He plans to make the challenge to Bernardo, the sharks' leader, that night at the neighborhood dance. Riff wants to convince his best friend and former member of the Jets, Tony, to meet the Jets at the dance. Some of the Jets are unsure of his loyalty, but Riff is adamant that Tony is still one of them. Riff meets Tony while he's working at Doc's drugstore to persuade him to come. Tony initially refuses, but Riff wins him over. Tony is convinced that something important is around the corner. Maria works in a bridal shop with Anita, the girlfriend of her brother Bernardo. Maria has just arrived from Puerto Rico for her arranged marriage to Chino, a friend of Bernardo's. Maria confesses to Anita that she is not in love with Chino. Anita makes Maria a dress to wear to the neighborhood dance. At the dance, after introductions, the teenagers began to dance. Soon a challenge dance is called, during which Tony and Maria, who aren't taking part in the challenge dance, see each other across the room and are drawn to each other. They dance together, forgetting the tension in the room, and fall in love. But Bernardo pulls his sister from Tony and sends her home. Riff and Bernardo agree to meet for a war council at Doc's, a drugstore who is considered neutral ground. But meanwhile, an infatuated and happy Tony finds Maria's building and serenades her outside her bedroom. She appears on the fire escape, and the two profess their love for one another. Meanwhile, Anita, Rosalia, and the other shark girls discuss the differences between the territory of Puerto Rico and the mainland United States of America, with Anita defending America and Rosalia yearning for Puerto Rico. The Jets then get Yancey while waiting for the sharks inside Doc's drugstore. Riff helps them let out their aggression. The sharks arrive to discuss weapons to use in the rumble. Tony suggests a fair fight, fists only, which the leaders agree to, despite the other members' protests. Bernardo believes that he will fight Tony, but must settle for fighting Diesel, Riff's second-in-command instead. This is followed by the monologue by the ineffective Lieutenant Schrank, trying to find out the location of the rumble. Tony tells Doc about Maria. Doc is worried for them while Tony is conceived that nothing can go wrong. He is in love. The next day, Maria is in a very happy mood at the bridal shop, as she anticipates seeing Tony again. But she is dismayed when she learns about the upcoming rumble from Anita. When Tony arrives, Maria insists that he must stop the fight altogether, which he agrees to do. Before he goes, they dream of their wedding, Tony, Maria, Anita, Bernardo and the Sharks, and the Riff and the Jets, all anticipate the events to come that night. The gangs meet under the highway, and as the fight between Bernardo and Diesel begins, Tony arrives and tries to stop it. Though Bernardo taunts and provokes Tony, ridiculing his attempt to make peace, Tony keeps his composure. When Bernardo pushes Tony, Riff punches him in Tony's defense. The two draw their switchblades 
and get in a fight. Tony attempts to intervene, inadvertently leading to Riff being fatally stabbed by Bernardo. Tony kills Bernardo in a fit of rage, which in turn provokes an all-out fight, like the fight in the prologue. The sound of approaching police sirens is heard, and everyone scatters except Tony, who stands in shock in what he has done. The tomboy, anybody's, who stubbornly wishes that she could become a jet, tells Tony to flee from the scene at the last moment and flees with the knives. Only the bodies of Riff and Bernardo remain. Act 2. Blissfully unaware that the rumble has taken place with fatal consequences, Maria giddily sings to her friends, Rosalia, Teresa, and Francisca, that she is in love. Chino brings the news that Tony has killed Bernardo, then leaves. Maria prays that what he has told her is a lie. Tony arrives to see Maria, and she initially pounds on his chest with rage, but she still loves him. They plan to run away together. As the walls of Maria's bedroom disappear, they find themselves in a dreamlike world of peace. Two of the jets, Arab and Baby John, are set on by Officer Krupke, but they manage to escape him. They meet the rest of the gang. To cheer themselves up, they lampoon Krupke and other adults who don't understand them. Anyone's arrival and tells the Jets that she has been spying on the Puerto Ricans. She has discovered that Chino has a gun and is looking for Tony. The gang separates to find Tony and protect him. Action has taken charge. He accepts anybody into the jets and includes her in his search. A grieving Anita arrives at Maria's apartment. As Tony leaves, he tells Maria to meet him at docks so they can run away to the country. In spite of her attempts to conceal it, Anita sees that Tony has been with Maria and launches an angry tirade against him. Maria counters by telling Anita how powerful love is and Nader realizes that Maria loves Tony as much as she had loved Bernardo. She admits that Chino has a gun and is looking for Tony. Lieutenant Schrank arrives to question Maria about her brother's death, and Anita agrees to go to docks to warn Tony that Maria will be late. Unfortunately, the Jeffs, who have found Tony, have congregated at docks, and they taunt Ania with racial slurs and eventually attempted rape. Doc arrives and stops them. Furious, Anita spitefully delivers the wrong message, telling the Jets that Chino has shot Maria dead. Doc relates the news to Tony, who has been dreaming of heading to the countryside to have children with Maria. Feeling there is no longer anything to live for, Tony leaves to find Chino, begging for him to shoot him as well. Just as Tony sees Maria alive, Chino arrives and shoots Tony. The jets, sharks, and adults flock around the lovers. Maria holds Tony in her arms as he dies. Angry at the death of another friend, the jets move towards the sharks, but Maria takes Chino's gun and tells everyone that all of them killed Tony and the others because of their hate for each other, and now I can kill too because now I have hate she yells. However, she is unable to bring herself to fire the gun and drops it, crying in grief. 
Gradually, all the members of both gangs assemble on either side of Tony's body, showing that the feud is over. The Jets and Sharks form a procession and together carry Tony away, with Maria the last one in the procession. The original Broadway production opened at the Winter Garden Theater on September 26. To positive reviews, the production closed on June 27, 1959, after 732 performances. Robbins won the Tony Award for Best Choreographer, and Oliver Smith won the Tony for Best Scenic Designer. Also nominated were Carol Lawrence as Best Actress in a Supporting Role in a Musical, Max Goberman as Best Musical Director and Conductor, and Irene Sheriff for Best Costume Design. Carol Lawrence received the 1958 Theater World Award. Well, this is Dave and Bill. It's been our pleasure today to review the great production, West Side Story. And if you haven't done so, go to our website, goldengems.net, and listen to the music from West Side Story. Thank you for joining us here on Golden Gems. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are, reliving some of the unforgettable memories of the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artists and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems. <laughs>